0: Visit roberthalf.com today. There's a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and
1: they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! kiss the future new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus go to Paramount Plus to try it free terms apply let's talk top five wide receivers for the 2023 season next on Fantasy Football Today in five welcome to FFT in five I'm Chris Towers I'm here with Dave Richard and as we did on the full episode of Fantasy Football Today on Thursday
0: that was the day
1: that was the day we are talking about the top five wide receivers for the 2023 season. And as we learned on that episode, Dave, you and I don't really disagree on who the top five wide receivers are. And I think there's not going to be much disagreement in the fantasy industry. It's going to be in some order. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, and Stefan Dix. Now that's the specific order I have them in. How does yours differ? Mine
0: differs is that I have Chase over Cup. But that's because I'm a little bit nervous about Cooper Cup catching passes sure. from a 35 year old Matthew Stafford. But as you pointed out, oh, on the show, I, I thought
1: you were going to say say a 35 year old Stetson Bennett. Well,
0: Sorry. I, I don't think he's that old, and hopefully we don't see that. Ha- I mean, if that's what happens, then Cooper Cup's going to be a bust as a first round pick. Yeah, and if the opposite is true, Matthew Stafford plays 15 games. Cooper Cup might be the wide receiver one. It's a very easy case to make for Cooper Cup Mm -hmm. to be the wide receiver who should be number one and who has the most upside of any wide receiver in this group. He's averaged right around 25 PPR points per game with Matthew Stafford over the last, I mean, how many games has it been? Maybe around 25 games or so that they've played together in L.A. The Rams defense isn't expected to be as dominant as it once was, so that could mean more high-scoring games and more games where the Rams have to throw to stay in it. Protection should be okay for Matthew Stafford, not necessarily a big favor thing. And then who's going to be the number two target in L.A.? Guess what? No one cares. (laughs) Cooper Cup's got a path to getting 10.5 targets per game. Huge number. Could easily end up being as good as a middle-of-the-pack QB1, which in fantasy football, if your wide receiver is giving you that, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's played, I I believe it's 29 games, including the playoffs with Matthew Stafford. There was the one game last season where Cup left early with the injury and Stafford was out and he didn't do anything. But in those 29 games, Cooper Cup has 21 and a half PPR points or more in 20 of them. (laughs) He has not gone more than a week without consecutive 20 point games since weeks four and five of the 2021 season. He's just been remarkably consistent. There's no player who's had similar upside to Cooper Cup. And so it's one of those cases where kind of like Christian McCaffrey last year, if he's if everything goes right for Cooper Cup, it's going to go more right than it can for anyone else. So that's why he's my number two. But I have no problem with Jamar Chase at number three. Here's the question, though. Go ahead. One, why hell over digs?
0: Uh, upside, same thing as as what we would talk about with mm-hmm. some other players, in, in at every position, you want a little bit more upside. Um, and yeah, I, I just I like how he seemed to have a stable floor without Tua in four games mm-hmm. last year, right? About sixteen PPR points per game with Tua, twenty one point four PPR points per game. So I think the ceiling's just a little bit higher for him. And the floor is just about as good for him as it is with Stefan Diggs. Plus, I, I I look at what the Bills are doing, and I think they're they're tinkering with their offense. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They're trying to do more stuff with it, and more stuff might mean a little bit less of a dominant target share for Stephon Diggs. Still think he's going to lead them in targets. I still think. Look, Diggs is my number five receiver. Yeah. I just think there's a little bit more there for Tyreek Hill because I don't think the Dolphins are going to do anything to really change their offensive philosophy.
1: And, and maybe that's, maybe that's a, a window into why Stefan Diggs has been a little grouchy this offseason. The other question I will ask, which non-top-five wide receiver do you think has the best chance of sh- s- cracking the top five but even finishing as wide receiver one?
0: We had a great conversation on the pod about Devontae Adams. And mm-hmm. We, we, we kind of measured him against CeeDee Lamb. Um, we talked about some other wide receivers that weren't in the top five. I'm going to go with Adams. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was a compelling argument for Adams. Um, I did the research on Garoppolo last year versus Derek Carr. They, they really weren't that different. And you've got to worry about Jimmy Garoppolo staying healthy. Obviously, that's a big factor. He's not healthy right now. (laughs) He's got to get healthy, yeah. (laughs) He's got to get healthy, whereas Matthew Stafford is already healthy. And so what what does Devonta Adams' stats look like if he doesn't have Jimmy Garoppolo and it's Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell? Well, we got a tiny window into that last year when Jarrett Stidham was under center for the Raiders. One amazing game, one terrible game. I don't want to ruin the stat you gave on the podcast about how Devonte Adams has been with backup quarterbacks throughout his career. But the bottom line is that Devonte Adams is a really good wide receiver. There's no reason to believe that his efficiency is about to take a dip. And he's probably the one that I would say has the best chance to move up into that top three.
1: Yeah. Devonte Adams has played 11 games with a backup quarterback in his career. He's averaged 17.1 PPR points per game. Hey, uh,
0: uh, I, I, I might not have, I might've not spoiled that. Now people don't have to go and listen to the, well, you should show.
1: still listen to it. There's a lot more good discussion there, but this is, you know, we're trying to give some people some good stuff in the five minutes. We got them too. All right. Okay, that's that's going to do that's it. That's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow to talk the top five tight ends for 2023. We'll see you then.